Friends. Welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. I'm Walt, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Emily and Zach. Hey. Hey. Well, I say as usual, I mean, half the time it's just Emily, but we're always happy to have you back with us for the One Piece Club segment in the middle of the month. It's good to be here. Uh, Yes. Yes. We are going to today finish up uh, talking about Skypea. Uh, picking up from, I don't know, I didn't write down wherever we left off last 255. We started uh, on chapter, okay. we ended chapter, last time on chapter 254. Right. I remember the cover page. It was okay. pretty good. Um, yeah. But, okay, and, and up until chapter 302, the final chapter of Skypea. Yeah. Uh, last time we ended pretty much right after the Kami and Eru's, uh first appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Bouncing about. Cartwheeling in. We get to talk about Enru a lot more now. Boy, do we. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, I, I probably mentioned this last time when we talked about it, but I, I think one of the things I had forgotten with Enru is there's, like, panels of him, like, kind of lounging back are, like, so evocative to me that, like, I kind of forgot that he just, he does, like, he does, a lot of, like... He's actually, um interestingly characterized i was paying attention like he's almost jester like he's, he's a little aloof um he's aloof, way definitely. more he has way less sketched out plans than like someone like crocodile right he kind of teleports around the fights that are going on um there's he's checking he, them out. he starts this survival game one might even call it a killing, a killing game. game uh this is like danganronpa 2 goodbye despair because it does take place it on does an take island. place on an island <laughs> but it is not the killing school trip um cool cross promotion uh, yeah but so yeah the straw hats split up basically to find the treasure right and i think that's where we that's kind of where we stopped some of them went off one way some of them went off another way and enaru decided i forget exactly what was the impetus for this but he was like okay um we're gonna have everybody fight basically and i think it's a shonen because it's a shonen manga and he was nearing the completion of the reason why he came to Upper Yard and Skypea, right. which they don't really spell out. Um, I mean, I mean, it's like not that hard to figure out, but like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later when we get to like what he was actually doing there. But yeah, so Enrio, we get to see way more of him fighting and sort of how he's, he is quite different from the other major villains, I would say. Yes, I think he's definitely. one of the most different as far as how he sort of, he's not very... He is antagonistic, but he feels, he doesn't feel as personally involved with anybody as... Right. He feels very, yeah, like I said, aloof, sort of icy. His, his goals are very separate from the world they're in. Literally. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's really cool when you find out where he actually wants to go. It is cool. Um, and it, yeah, and it leads to one of the best um, title chapter... Yeah, cover stories. Cover yeah. stories, and yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting in that regard that, like, I think so far, to varying degrees, but so far, pretty much everything has kind of flowed mm-hmm. into each other in a way in terms of, like, antagonists. Yeah. And Daenerys is he's kind of this separate he, thing. They don't, um, they give you very little information about where right, he came from. Where I, he came from. Yeah. Um, there, this... Like this, it's not that the arc itself is like 
completely standalone. There is important ramifications it, in it, as we'll discuss. It feels like one you could just read and be like, okay. I mean, I mean, obviously, like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a good idea. Right. But I'd say it's a complete story more so than even something like Alabasta, because you have Vivi, who came from an earlier arc. Right. And sort of that leads into the stuff after Alabasta, before Skypea. And so, yeah, Skypea is nice. It's like, I think it's the most, I think it gets to the, the adventuring roots of One Piece the most. Out of mm. all the arcs, basically. It's about, like, a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Basically. <laughs> even the backstory is about a fun adventure and friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, to a large degree. Yeah. Um, I do see what you're saying, though. I mean, I think I feel like there's sort of a sort of free-flowing feeling to Skypea. It, it, I felt it kind of relaxing to read. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it was boring, but like, just sort of, I felt it was comfy. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Comfort yeah. Like I like the environments in Skypea. It's so different it just... than everything else. Like the, the yeah. Skypea environment is very like alien in a lot of ways compared to the other stuff that we see in one piece. And like, after this, yeah. like, this is kind of like the last arc, um, other than like the long ring, long Island. Is that what it's called? Long ring, long land. Long land. Okay, they go to yeah. Long Island. Yeah, long, yeah. <laughs> they meet long, Tony Soprano. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Other, other than that being kind of like the buffer, like this, after this, One Piece gets a lot more like driven into like the world government yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which is, a, which is good. It's I really like good. Stuff. Yeah. But, but this, you're right. This feels more like they go to a different land period. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, only, I would say, Fishman Island gets close to, like, what they do in Skypea. Yeah. Which is why I think Skypea is really, really good. I think it's a really great arc. It's not one of my... It's not... Well, I guess it is one of my favorites. Probably in my top three or four. But it's... I don't know. It's just it's just really good. I don't really have any major problems with it as a whole. Oh, yeah. Even when you're reading it. Like, I can't even really think of anything where I'm like, that wasn't that great. I mean, I guess some of the vassals were a little bit... The, the the sort of sidekicks of of Enru are not as cool as like Mister Two or no no Af- after yeah. Baroque works the vassals are kind of lacking when it comes to like yeah the the yeah um the big bad guys although I do like the guy I, I'm blanking on his name right now he's the one who <laughs> um always like has his eyes rolled uh, rolled up in the back Gidatsu. of his head I was, yes. I was about to say Gidatsu. that's the only one I like too I think it's the only one anybody likes in any, de- yeah. in any to any degree mm-hmm. though there was like there are a couple funny things that Ohm says Ohm is the guy with the dog yeah he does the challenge of this challenge of iron right he says something he's always crying it's like his thing he's crying about human frailty just thinking about how <laughs> frail human life is and i it must be a joke like i yeah. can't yeah i mean but i think going back to gadatsu his fight with chopper is really funny i like it it's it's just i mean it's like a cartoonish silly fight mm-hmm. but chopper manages to beat him and that's when he's like i'm a pirate now which is cute <laughs> like you know he yeah i feel this is also some pretty, of the side characters get to stand out yeah pretty much part. everyone gets a chance to shine in this um arc <laughs> sanji and usopp sort of get um sidelined a little bit in this but i think sanji, they, they, they each get... have they each have moments um yeah and i mean now sanji and zoro spend like a lot of it like 
knocked out. Knocked a lot out. of them spend a lot of time knocked out in yeah. this, and then they get which revived. Is, which is when you get like the, the cast has gotten like pretty big at this point, so I get like it's an easy way it, to like solve the problem of like. In Dressrosa, he literally just sends half of them away. Right. Like, almost. Right. I mean, which is like fine. Yeah. I, I no, mean, that you gotta do that to yeah. make the. Yeah narrative flow but it, yeah, it, it's like, also I, interesting though that like a similar thing happened to sanji in um was it little garden i think where he just kind oh, of right yes he sort of did play the same role here like he sabotaged enru's ship i uh-huh. believe right and he had the really cool we're, we're kind of skipping oh. ahead but walter had this i walter... forgot that that <laughs> where where he gets like fried by the lightning and he's like he said something like that as like oh it's good i was gonna ask He's like, I needed a light. Yeah, he showed, he's like, you know, all like scorched up and everything. And he's like holding his cigarette. He's like, you know, I needed a light or something. Yeah, yeah. Before he falls over, he's in a room. And I was like, oh, basically... that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I'm misremembering. I, I was like, Sanji isn't that great. But he's had a bunch of like, I think. I guess he becomes worse. He does I, become Sanji... much worse. <laughs> yeah, Sanji gets more like, just like his gimmick is just not as amusing anymore. And but just, then his he gets better. Him. He gets better in the Vinsmoke arc, or yes, the, the yes, Judge arc. Yes, I don't know what to call it. But um, I feel like they would have remembered what Sanji was all about in that in a good way. Yes. So absolutely. I really, so Zach, you haven't read that yet, no. but you'll you'll get there. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, well, that's exciting because yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's <laughs> he's been bit, pretty bad like post-time skip. He's in like the worst part of Fishman Island, which like is the hardest part of One Piece to read. There's like a span of like maybe 20... 25 chapters which like is a bit of a slog in fishman island i gotta yeah. say yeah but yeah so yeah but skypea good stuff we yeah. get to see a couple more fights i think notably i wanted to bring up robin's fight yes with this is a really interesting fight you almost never see stuff like this in one piece you almost never see robin get to fight somebody one-on-one now she right. does Cause, fight cause, later because we didn't like we saw her she definitely used her powers when she was like you know kind of the antagonistic figure in uh, Alabasta. She fought Pell a little she bit. She fought Pell a little bit. <laughs> Pell the um, hero. Rest in peace. Who's Pell. totally still dead, <laughs> by the way. Um, but yeah, nothing quite like this has happened with her yeah, yet. Yeah, and this is just really... It also... I think this fight's great because... So so at some point, they also run into a snake who is actually important <laughs> in the story. The snake sort of breaks up one of the groups. One of the groups is, I believe, Luffy, uh, Zoro, Chopper, and Robin. And they sort of get separated after the snake attack. And so Robin is off by herself. She comes across some ruins. Remember, we were talking about the Shandian ruins in the last episode. She's interested in finding sort of like ancient writings that might be associated with the city. And she comes across one of the Kami's vassals, Yama. Actually, I don't think he's a vassal. He's the head of like the Heavenly Guard or something like that. He's, He's like a... He's like a, a lieutenant or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, for a while you think, I mean, we've seen Robin fight. Like, she's she can fight, and she's pretty good. But for a while you see her sort of getting beaten back by him. But you realize she's only been holding back because they are in the ruins. And once she once they're out of them, she pretty much kicks his ass. Um, and he's like this huge dude. And it's just, I, I mean, it's just a really interesting use of that particular power, which I wish... Actually, very recently there was a, there was a actually very similar use of one of yeah, the abilities the, the, she like, used, Delphinium. The yeah, the, the, rolling. the, the like, hands rolling you away. Yeah, which is like really funny. But I mean, I guess, it's... It, I guess there's there's no 
no delicate way to put this. I guess it only really works on a certain kind of people that are shaped like balls. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but we had someone that, that would yeah. fit that bill. So yeah. we got, and it's like, Oh yeah. Robin. And you realize, and she has some really cool moments in Dressrosa too, where she, you remember that Robin, any really fast opponent is completely useless against Robin. If she can see you at all, she can like basically immobilize you. Right. So, you know, speed and power to some degree don't really matter with her. I also, a little background detail at one point that I saw that I was like, oh, that's so good, um, was at some point where they're like moving, and this is like during the part where I think it's Zoro's knocked out. Um, oh, her, her she, le- le- she grows legs under them yeah, to walk them. To like yeah. just move them. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, her, her, um, her power is really cool. Um, and like... It almost makes you like I was like, man, I'd I'd read like side stories about Robin using her powers. It's really neat. Um, she uses her she uses them to climb. She uses them she, to she eventually, fly. Like, she can actually yeah. fly a little bit. Yeah, she makes wings oh. at some point. Yeah, and it's like um, it's it's really like hard to describe what it even looks yeah. like. It's, it's a little body horror sometimes. Yeah, because she like people freak out because they're like she grows eyes on things. And, right. Yeah. Um, she also will grow giant legs later and giant hands. Yeah. But yeah, she, I feel like if she got stronger, she'd be OP she's, because yeah, she's very cool. Yeah. She's like, just in terms of like backstory, which like, I'm so excited to get to mm-hmm. the water seven. Uh, yeah. Andy's her her growing legs under, yeah. Yeah. The water seven stuff and any, and, and, and lobby <laughs> and his <laughs> lobby with her is just great, great stuff. Some of the best like storytelling in one piece, I think. And, yeah, like, like he just does a lot of neat kind of clever stuff with Robin's ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even, continues... like, her, like, arms crossed, like, pose that is, like, that yeah. she does every time is just, like, I, a, such a good, like, shonen I, thing, you know? I, like, yeah. I, I also think it's, like, I don't really, this is going to sound kind of stupid, but, like, it's kind of, like, a nice power for a woman. I don't know. Like, it feels like a strong ability that's not, like, super masculine or like it's not like oh she's like buff or something you know what right. i mean like she she it's it's kind of a power that takes some cleverness to use right there's a subtlety to it. subtlety yeah mm-hmm. and the flowers come out when she fights it's really nice and so robin beats this guy and it's pretty great she says like you do she puts her hat on and there's, says there's like you a do badass like put it she's on. like you know you don't respect history you do such horrible things that was, that was like your uh, tumblr profile yeah because she's so years cool. and years ago she's so cool <laughs> and um i mean i don't think i don't i wouldn't say oda ever like it's just that like the cast gets so much bigger and the stories get so much bigger it's hard to focus on some of the side characters sometimes even though robin is actually one of the more important to characters the, to, to the, the overall, overall story right plot she's the only person that knows a couple things so we think. But so, you know, she's off doing her thing. There's, they sort of just keep going through. Um, it's, it's basically sort of just like a free-for-all with like the Shandians fighting Enru's people, Enru's people fighting the Straw Hats. And like Ganfor's there too. Ganfor is there. With, with Pierre, the horse bird, bird horse, bird horse. Bird the horse. bird ate the horse horse fruit. Yes. So that sort of gets around the like you can't get a flying flying devil fruits are rare. Right. If you can already fly and you eat a devil fruit, well, it doesn't really that that's different. So 
Yeah, I'm trying to think, do I, where do I want to go, like, plot-wise from here? What do I want to, what do I want to focus on? I mean, we, we learn, we start learning more about the Shandians, I guess. We see Wiper fight Luffy, a couple of them fight some of the Straw Hats as well, because they don't really know who's an enemy. Right. And we learn that the Shandians have been sort of kicked off their land by the Sky Islanders. Right, who we Not are... just Eneru. I mean, it wasn't just, like, it didn't just start with Eneru, like... Right. By the time Ganfor was... Kami, like, he was, like, already sort of treating with them, and, like, right. they were trying to get at, their land at, back. At first, we, like, kind of get the feeling that, oh, you know, the Sky Islanders, oh, they're they're just kind of being ruled by this uh, bad dude. Uh, Corn bad Pop, dude. I mean, I um, <laughs> Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's like, oh, actually, no, the, the bad blood there goes back quite a ways. Is, is this the... Uh, the... We had heard, we had learned about dials in the previous bit we read, mm-hmm. but this is, this selection is where we first learned about the reject dials. The reject that, dial, yeah. So that, this uh, is actually, uses. this is like a version of the like blast dial, I guess. I don't know. I still don't really understand what dials are. I think you just attach them to your hands and like they do something. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. I mean, they're, sh- I mean, I understand what they are, but like, yeah. So basically they absorb, I think you get a, Ganfor shows of them on the ship later. You, you basically put them on something and they absorb a hit. Like you kick it, like I think Sanji kicks it and it absorbs the power of that. And then you can release it later. Right. The reject dials take a toll on your body. Right. So Wiper is even more powerful. Wiper is related to the warrior is a descendant of this guy named Calgara, who is a famous figure to the Shandians and the and Shandora in general. Um, And so he has sort of like a, a personal vendetta also against Enru. I guess pretty much against anybody who's the Kami right now. Enru is probably the most powerful person that was ever the god of Skypea. I, I would I would assume. Right. <laughs> yeah. Enru, so I guess I can talk a little bit about where Enru sort of came from. Enru is from an a sky island as well. He's not from the ground. I don't know what else. The Blue Sea. They call it the White Sea and the Blue Sea. Enru is from another sky island called Bilka. And I believe he destroyed this island. He he at some point ate a devil fruit. Some they they either the thing with devil fruits is they either get really into when the person ate it or they just don't tell you at all. You just assume at some point in their life they found this devil yeah, fruit. Yeah, Nero is. So Nero got the like I forget what they call it. Rumble rumble fruit. Rumble I think. rumble, yeah. So it's the lightning logia. And it's one of the most one of the most powerful the ones, which makes sense. Lightning. Yes, very powerful. Except, well, let's, we'll save that for later. But, I mean, there's a couple things that lightning cannot affect. But so, Enaru, so they don't really make this 100% clear. They just say that, like, six years ago, Enaru came to Skypea, the country of Skypea, and basically kicked Ganfor out, took over all of Ganfor's people that were, like, working for him, and started having them build something. And he was also looking for the gold of Shandora, which right. is rumored to be in Skypea somewhere, which right. is an upper yard. Which is the, the connection with what, what we have of from the Jaya arc yeah. from last time of uh, right. the gold. Now, yeah. my th- my take is that, and they don't explain like why did Enru come to Skypea in the first place. I think it's just like, oh, he came here and was like, hey, I'm going to take over. Right. But basically he needs gold for something. For the thing he's building. And I think that's why he came to Skypea. And by the time the Straw Hats get there, he's almost done with his project he's working on here. 
And so that's basically what Enru is doing there. And so, like, once this whole survival game starts, he destroys the temple he was living in. He, like, decides, he's like, I don't really need this place anymore. And he starts teleporting around. He hangs out with, like, I want to say, he hangs out with Robin a little bit. He, like, comes and talks to her in the ruins. He's like, hey. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? And they talk about, like, ancient Shandora. And he, um, I think the first time he fights the Straw Hats, like, well, I say fight, quote unquote, he, like, shocks Usopp and Sanji into incapacitation into put the character on hold for <laughs> yeah it's like um mode. so that we can focus on other characters right now yeah and i think it, i think luffy is still inside the snake at this point luffy gets swallowed by the snake and doesn't realize it yes he thinks he's yeah, in yeah. a weird cave for a long thinks... time and it ends up leading to a pretty good visual gag eventually yes with the eyeballs yes yeah. that is very <laughs> like good opens, yeah <laughs> Yeah, very, so, very like Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes Z. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to think about if there's anything important before the flashback. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of fights with some of the minor vassals. Um, we get to see Satchery's brothers, very important characters who just look like Satchery. He was the ball guy. Yeah. And they fight Nami and Ganfor, and I think it's the only time Nami really gets to fight in this arc yeah except when she has her weird like date with enru on <laughs> but, um, i don't know what else to call it but... enru asmr <laughs> yeah enru asked you to come with him on the... yeah so yeah we get the like i mentioned the gadatsu and chopper fight which is chopper's only real fight yes and it's just sort of a goofy thing where Gadatsu ends up like kind of getting hoisted by his own petard. He falls into the swamp <laughs> upside down and his eyes roll into his head. He doesn't know what's going on with that. Much he's, like Swamp Castle. He's just Swamp Castle. Yeah, it's like a Monty Python. Except there are no, um, wait, no. Curtains. There, <laughs> there are no curtains on Skype. <laughs> okay, we're taking, I, I was th- I was thinking of, um, what's the other one with, with Zoot? Oh, anthrax. Uh, anthrax, anthrax yeah but at any rate yeah so gadatsu gets beaten chopper I, I think like and then like chopper and zoro are in the same area for a while and zoro fights uh, ohm with the dog holy yes. holly sorry holly in the viz which is another another gag f- where... another funny gag where after he's, he's kind of like uh that guy in buggy's group who is like a animal cabbage <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to know everyone's fucking name. But um, but yeah, he's got this giant dog, which just looks like a giant cartoon dog. It does. It's very cute. It doesn't cute. look at all vicious. Very no, cute. It's a huge, like, it looks it, sort of like Spot. You remember Spot, the dog from those, um, just like kids book? Right. Yeah, Eric Carl Scott. Scott. But it, but it, but it fights with martial arts. It doesn't, it, like, bite or anything. I mean, a, it does bite sometimes, but like, I think it mainly fights via I, martial arts. So I wrote this down. Ohm calls himself a sky breeder. So I guess he, like, besides being... This is just another example of the weird combinations in One Piece. So not only is he, like, sort of a meditator and, like, he does the challenge of iron. Okay, so he has, like, these traps that send, like, iron spikes out. He breeds dogs to be, like, martial artists, I guess, and and I guess grows them to incredible... rodents of incredible uh, size or whatever that joke is from Princess Bride. Dogs of incredible size. So... Yeah, Zoro fights Ohm. I think Wiper shows up too. Wiper kind of like fights in a lot of the. Just shows up in a lot of places. Wiper's everywhere. I don't really care about Wiper. I I care about him later with the with the past stuff, but I mean he's. 
I don't know. I don't like. I don't dislike Wiper. He just has a weird name. I don't dislike him. I'm but just kind of like, eh. He, yeah. He, uh, he, um. I think they might have had a hard time sort of slotting him into real fights, except for that one with Enrus. They're like, let's just have him show up with Zoro and, right. like, yeah. do, do things. There's a lot of, like, typical, like, shonen stuff with him where he, he, you know, is using the reject dial and it's like, I can only use it one more time and then I'm going to die, but then right. but then he'll still use it like one more time past that. It's like, I mean, it's like KO Ken times a hundred or, right. or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he feels like a, a main character from a different manga who like stumbled into Wiper, this one. Wiper yeah. has a design that looks like this is the cool guy. In yeah. The story. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he's not a bad character. He just, I feel like Oda might've had a little bit of trouble giving him enough to do. Ooh, going back. That's kind of actually, now that I think about it, that is kind of what Skypea is. It's like it's like a story. It's like in a another... different story that the cast from a from One Piece just kind of like stumbled into. Yeah, because it has a fully formed plot. It already has a villain. Right. It has Eneru who showed up six years ago. Yeah. So like, when like when Oda could... finishes One Piece, he's just gonna go write a Skypea comic. <laughs> I would read it. Well, there's no need to now because the conflict's been resolved. But you could like you could take the Skypea stuff remove the one piece crew from it and like rewrite it and it would be like a story in it on its own you know yeah yeah with viper the main character viper 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 Viper. maybe maybe viper would have been a cooler name i mean until the moon comes crashing down on skypea that that's true yeah and so (laughs) i did want to mention at the end of the fight with ohm that we wanted to mention the funny moment where now only thing left is the dog and the dog's like huge, and Zora's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna fight this dog." He's like, "Oh wait!" And the dog says, "And the dog sits." And there's a box that says, "Like stay." The dog <laughs> understood that as stay, and Zora's like, "Uh, you obey anybody?" <laughs> and this so line is very, is very well trained. Uh, yeah, just to listen to anybody, though. It's a funny joke, and it's, it's a good way. Good. It's a good way to end the fight. I think. Yes. I think it's. I think it's a pretty. It's like well set up. It's a good punchline to yeah. the existence of the dog Holly. Yeah. <laughs> like. And like, he just tells Holly to knock himself yeah, out. Yeah, he's like, just just die, basically. Or play dead. Well, I mean, he plays knocked out, I yeah. guess. And Enru, I'm sorry if I forget, like, some other major fight. I mean, there's just, like, a sort of a lot of little skirmishes going on at this yeah. point. And they eventually all get knocked down to where Robin is in the ruins. The real ruins of Shandora, where she mentions to Enru that there's a bell. And Enru sort of does, like, the surprised face in one piece. He's like, what do you mean? And Robin's like, he doesn't know what he doesn't know about it. Right. So there's like certain things that Enru doesn't know about even being as like all knowing as, as he supposedly is with his mantra. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. take a quick break. Um, there, I think is probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he's, they're about to show down with Enru and a couple other people show up. Yeah. So we'll, yep. we'll be back in just a minute mm-hmm. uh, to finish everything off. Yep. Today's episode of the Multiversity Manga Club is brought to you by Comixology. Immerse yourself in over 20,000 digital comic books, graphic novels, and manga titles from over 125 publishers with Comixology. Our first-in-class exclusive guided view technology provides an unparalleled immersive and cinematic reading experience for readers. Purchase a la carte titles or start a monthly unlimited account to save 15% on select publishers. Still not sold? Try an unlimited subscription for 30 days and see why thousands of readers trust Comixology for both classic and new releases from DC, Image, Marvel, and more. 
All right, welcome back. Uh, time now for basically the big meat of the Skypea arc. Yeah. Um, so, well, before we get into, we are going to get into the flashback, of course. But before that happens, um, there's sort of a like beginning showdown with Enru, which is interesting because got a like, multiple stages. A pre like Luffy fights Enru thing where right. Luffy is still in the stake, I think. He spends a long time in there, it seems like. You gotta have the most powerful character. Yeah, it's it's one of the funnier it. ways to take Luffy out of it yes. for a while, I think. Um Dressrosa does something interesting with that. I mean, Zach is seeing that now. Basically like forces Luffy to do a shonen tournament. Right. <laughs> like but so uh back to Skypea though. They so Enru like breaks the ground sees that there's like five people left basically in his like survival game that he yeah. decided he was going to do before he destroys like yeah we, we didn't we didn't mention that before but he like predicted like you know yeah was it like two hours from now he did a joseph joestar thing where he's like next you will say right. well except it was numbers he's like he's like uh, three hours from now there will be like i forget five, five people and so this is interesting though because he sort of he sort of characterizes it himself as like a prediction of god right and but you notice he is incorrect. He is incorrect, and Nami is there. Right. He, he senses her because he has this thing called mantra, which is like basically just like how do I describe it? Like you can sense living things. You have you have heightened perception, basically. Perhaps he is not in fact God. Enru is human. Yes, yes. he is. <laughs> He's from the Sky Island, but he is human. So I mean, in case that wasn't clear, <laughs> I mean he is like eleven. He's like ten feet tall. He's not as tall as Doflamingo, who I think is one of the tallest humans in the series, but. Uh, he is quite tall, I think. So, in the end, they're all standing in the Shandian ruins. We find out that Enru took the gold. Enru took all the gold. I think I mentioned that before. But he he had been aiming to find the gold of Shandora. Right. And he was using it for something called the Ark. Now, he reveals that he has created something called the Ark Maxim to take him to something called Endless Farce. Right. We learned that... He Varse, Varse is what they call like Earth or things that are from things that are from the Blue Sea. Right, that, but, that come up yeah, through like various the knock like, up weird, stream. yeah, the knockup streams and such. Yeah. Like you know, because they don't really have um, until until uh, that portion of Jaya was knocked up. They didn't have ground. Uh, right, they had they, hard clouds. Yeah, <laughs> basically, so, if I'm so, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and so. Enru has heard of this story of the place called Endless Vars. You don't really know what this is. For a while, I was like, is this supposed Which, to be like Endless Waltz, like the Gundam Wing movie? That's exactly what it's <laughs> Yeah, he's looking for the Gundam Wing OVA Endless Waltz. Uh, no. Well, but... well, it's interesting because like you hear that at first and it's like, okay, so he wants to go to the Blue Sea, but the mm -hmm. Blue Sea, like, as it's, it's, it's an island. Yeah, it's like Wind Waker. So uh, I'm not going to reveal yet what Endless Vars is because it but happens at the very end. The way that he describes it definitely, like, I think I think you're supposed to think at first that he's like, oh, so he wants to so go So it's, to it's sort of an interesting reversal because at first you think, like, at first people thought Jaya was knocked down into the ocean. Actually, right. it was knocked up into the sky. At first you think Endless Vars is down. Endless Vars is up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I thought <laughs> Endless Vars was. I didn't, I didn't guess the way, what it was the way I, it's I, revealed is awesome i forgot about how yeah. it's revealed <laughs> i i yeah. thought maybe he was just like talking about like the red line how it's like just yeah. this ring of land right. that like goes all the way around the earth yeah or i just i sort of just figured like oh he means that there's like actual more earth down there sure and I just yeah thought, you know 
So I won't say what it is yet. I'll wait till the end, but it's very cool. Oh, that's what he meant. Endless bars. <laughs> yeah, that's a Kung Pao reference. We need it. Yeah, so so this is revealed and he's like do you guys want to come with me tenless varsh you guys survived because i thought there would be no so he, he finds out there are six left so it's nami ganfor zoro robin enru wiper that's Wipe. six people and so he fries ganfor ganfor like i maybe runs at him or something because enru tells him i'm gonna destroy skypea i don't need it anymore i'm gonna go on my arc to endless varsh I don't need this world. I may as well just destroy it when I leave. And so this, of course, enrages Ganfor, the previous god of Skypea, and Enru knocks him down. And so there's five left. And he's like, hey, you guys want to come? And they're like, hell no. And they sort of, they all sort of take the sh- take their shot, you know? Yeah. Um, Robin, like, well, he sort of singles out Robin first because she... He's mad that she like sort of tried to trick him about the bell, or something like that. I forget exactly what, but he's like, "Oh, you thought you, you thought you knew more about, uh, you know, Skypea's history than I did." He sort of zaps her down. Zoro Zoro gets really mad about that for some reason, and sort of like catches her, and he's like, "Hey, don't mess with women," or something. I forget. He says something <laughs> like, "He's like, oh, she was a woman," and Enter white like, knights. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah, he's he doesn't. Say, he doesn't say don't mess with women. He says, he says, oh no, she was a woman. And Enru is like, yeah, so. Just once <laughs> and, Zoro says women. women yeah, sense. and so Zoro tries to fight him and that doesn't really go anywhere. But Wiper, surprisingly, Nami's just hiding during all this. Wiper uses the, he has a sea prism stone on him. And as we know from Alabasta, sea prism stones sort of are like kryptonite to the devil fruit users. And it sort of immobilizes Enru, and he uses a reject dial on him and almost kills him, basically. But Enru uses lightning to restart his own heart, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so, of course, it, I mean, it would have been... It's it's cool that Wiper got, I guess, so close to killing him, but, I mean, it does fuck him up a bit, even if he doesn't actually kill him. Right. And, God, I can't remember what leads to what here. Um, sorry, I'm going to take a quick look at my notes, but, like... People just kind of people, show up. People show up. I mean, that's kind of just how Skypea yeah. goes. I mean, they, like, like we had this sort of preliminary Enaru fight. Um, Luffy is still stuck in the snake, and he, sent, he ends up with Ganfor and the little girl Isa. I forget how she ends up there. I think she's with Ganfor. I, I was somewhere. confused by that, too. She's just kind of there all so of a sudden. She's, like, with the... There's the woman whose name I forget. Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> She gets yeah. fried by Enru too, but also lives later. Yeah. I think if I have one complaint with Skypea, <laughs> there's a lot of fake out deaths in this. Well, like... even like the snake who on multiple occasions, it's like the snake is dead now. Like the snake has been Supposedly. killed. Supposedly. Yeah. Did anybody die? No, the snake lives. And the also, snake lives, oh, yeah, I every... forgot about the Conus thing. Okay. So at some oh, point yeah. there, one of Enru's workers gets out of Upper Yard and tries to warm Pagaya and Conus about how Enru is going to destroy Skypea. Yeah, there's, there's and, a little, like, sub thing of, like, trying to, Conus trying to... Enru hears that and zaps her dad and this guy, and she's like, like oh no, tries to get dead. all three of them, Conus but her, gets like, away, dad, like, you know, pushes nobly her, pushes her, her away. Her very cute dad. He's, He's very cute. cute. <laughs> He's a really cute design. And so, yeah, she helps that. Eva- Conus has a good role, I think. They don't try to make her, like, a fighter, which I think right. is fine. She She's not as cool as, like, Vivi, but... Like, okay, th- this is... Usual caveat applies in, like, pretty much every episode. This is a children's manga. 
Does Enru kill anybody? Okay, so I <laughs> here's one of my notes that I wrote. So I was I was reading the part where Ganfor was talking about his late his workers that he had right. when he was Kami. And the way that it was worded made it sound like I said Enru killed question mark his laborers <laughs> and but no, you find out that they were actually working right. in secret to build the ark, so of course they weren't dead. I guess we never saw that guy who like escaped again. I don't think. No, he lives though, along with Pagaya. He does live? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know. You see, he's already beaten up. So maybe he got. Maybe her dad survived that, but he didn't. It's also funny. It's also funny that the vassals don't get. Oh, wait, no. Upper Yard wasn't hit by lightning. Right. So they they survived. That's fine. Okay, I was like, wait, why did the vassals survive? But okay, so eventually, though, Enru makes his way to the Ark. Um. And like Nami's the only one left who's like so so oh no here's the funny part so this I was talking about the date with Henry well Nami's the only one that's still alive she comes out she's like this is what I would do honestly she's like I'm not strong enough to fight you she's like can I go with you to endless farce yeah, and he's I'll, like I'll he's check like, out whatever this endless farce is he's like okay and so he takes Nami with him and she's like he says something kind of cool though he's like well um i do need fear in a in a uh, subordinate is is probably pretty good it's good yeah. that you can manipulate people through fear i thought that was a pretty good line from a villain but um so enter takes Nami to his only subject which he's just like it doesn't matter he just wants to get there he doesn't really care right and i guess he's willing to be magnanimous in this one instance and so this is finally when well he he clearly wants to rule as a god and what is a god without worshippers? That's right. probably what he's thinking. You know, he needs somebody to be there and be like, "Oh, Neru, you're so great." Yes. Please don't kill me. Yeah, like, oh, oh, Senor, oh, Senor <laughs> is later. <laughs> Senor oh. is much later, and that's gonna be great. Senor Pink. Um, I was just, I was just saying how Luffy's role in One Piece is just to beat up hunks, <laughs> and I was like, okay, Walter's like, does that mean? Foxy and Buggy are hunks. I was like, yes. <laughs> I so mean, <laughs> we, we do finally get our. I mean, I guess I can see that. Okay, so there's a, there's a good case the... to be made that Ineru is a hunk. I mean, I'm just, I'm making the broadest, <laughs> the broadest. I mean, like, you know, guys I mean, with that are ripped and have good bodies and are like. Like Buggy the Clown. <laughs> good body. Um, <laughs> a cool body that can, like, split apart. I, I'll give you that. He has a cool body. <laughs> um, Foxy's That's, a bit uh, of a stretch, but... He is the subject of... Uh, what was it? That guy we've now forgotten. Oh, fuck. Red-haired guy. Shanks? No, 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 no. no. Real person. Singer. Oh. Uh, he was oh. on Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, oh, oh. He sang um, the Hobbit song. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, the guy that plays... Um, the why guy can't plays... I think of his name? Um, Ed Sheeran? What? Yes. Sheeran, yes. Doesn't he have a... Am I conv- confusing him with someone else who has... He doesn't have red hair. No. He has reddish hair. He, he definitely has what? red hair. Yeah. Huh? That's like one of his things. I thought he had like blonde hair. I don't know. He's so... He's so X. I don't really... Also, know. I am uh, confusing Ed Sheeran's song with <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> so not... I was thinking of Your Body is a Wonderland, which is... This is how you describe That's Buggy. about Buggy the Clown. Buggy the Clown's body is a wonderland because it's the, fucking weird. This is the best tangent we've ever had. <laughs> Come on, they all have songs that sound the same, like, title-wise. They do, wise, they, you do. Know, they like, do. John you know, Mayer sucks. Like, yeah. he's awful, and so is Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, at least John Mayer can kind of play the guitar. John, John, yeah, also, John Mayer's, like, voice isn't as, like, just generic, I guess, as 
I mean, they're whatever. They're both generic yeah. white guys playing guitar. And so, so anyway, what were we talking about? The hunks. hunks. So Enaru uh, is on the the arc with Nami, and so Luffy finally gets out of the snake and with Isa, who can who can also use Mantra. She uses he uses her to find Enaru and Nami. Right. And so this is the first real fight between Enaru and Luffy. And as we alluded to, there might be something that Enaru cannot actually affect. A Lo man of living rubber. That is Luffy. And so this is one of the first very rubber famous... Rubber is an insular. insulator. Yeah. It does not conduct electricity. And so... so this, was my, this was my profile pic on Twitter until I got to an even better... Yes. And Oda face. <laughs> you're going to change it to an... Like, the, the other best Oda face as well. Um, so... So Enru, there's just there's just like it's tries, interesting because he tries a couple times. Yeah, there's a couple of times so, where it's like at first like, oh, he must have dodged it. But then so he does something and then like he thinks he dodged it, and Nami's like, dodged, what are you talking yeah. about? I'm glad that it took a couple times, because if yeah. it had just been the one, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But but it leads up and then finally he uses an ability that he has to touch Luffy. Right. So there's no way he could have missed. And then he does this huge attack, realizes it did nothing, and, and does the most incredible face. It, it's a full page. Yeah. Just... <laughs> And we're freaking out. His just, his nose is running for some reason. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if you just Google Enru, Enru yeah, you would probably see it. If I'm you sure have it's not, the first thing I'm gonna I'm gonna check. If you're one of the weirdos um, who's like <laughs> listening to this and not actually reading, you mean, if you just um, like ta- hearing us talk about one thing, which I, I can't be- begin <laughs> to understand. Oh uh, yeah, there's so many good Enero faces. So yeah. many like variations on a theme too. Yeah, and like the the anime does a pretty, I guess, about as good of an approximation as you can get. But just Oda's detail in the right. drawing is just like kind of hard to beat. And because that's not something I feel. I like, feel like it's a good page turn thing. It's, I it's feel a like you thing. get in manga very rarely. Like this is a very common thing in Western comics mm. where you get the full page spread where nothing else is on the page um right even like you get you get like major splashes in manga both like single page and double page but usually there's like some kind of like cut like you know like a diagonal thing like at the top or the bottom that has like a couple other panels fit in there i feel like just having the one single page is much rarer in manga. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah. much more common the two-page break. It's yeah. also funny, like, this is almost like Junji Ito horror reaction, really. Yeah, it, like, it, that's actually, yes, that's a very good Junji comparison. Junji Ito really uses the ridiculous yeah. in horror. So, like, I mean, this yeah. is sort of a ridiculous thing that's happening. I mean, all of One Piece is. Right. But, I mean, I think... I think this is one of the most brilliant sort of simple plot things you could do in the story of right. just like lightning God, rubber guy. Yeah. Of course. And, and like, like and, and like thinking about it, like think about like, probably came up with the idea of like, like it wasn't like, I'm going to have a lightning villain. And then he realized, Oh, that's good. No, he probably thought about the fact about, I, wouldn't it be funny for a lightning guy to go up against Luffy and, and find out it was powerless. Like yeah. that's, that. That panel is, that page is probably like the The core of the idea that started the Skypea story. That's probably what he thought of Think about the tension of people reading this. Of course you know Luffy's rubber. Right. You're waiting for Enaru to use lightning on Luffy. Right. And like, what's he going to do? Right. So it's really, it's really good. Like, because you could, like, you could like make up some bullshit reason why it does work and that would be fine. 
like you know but it doesn't and i mean it, it, it kind of does well he uses like heat but 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 like you know like if it was like oh my lightning is so powerful it's so hurts you i'd be like yeah fine whatever you know i wouldn't be like mad about it i wouldn't i wouldn't be one of those people who's like you know we got Oda needs to learn his science. There's no lightning that's powerful. This is, for, this is when they get mad. They don't get mad about any of the physics stuff when right, they knock exactly. upstream. This is like, when they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, like, it, it wouldn't... <laughs> if, if it was just that, if it was just like, you know, oh, because it's the gum-gum fruit or whatever, you know, it's, it's gum magic. Gum-gum fruit is a fucking awesome and, fruit, by and, the way. And it, <laughs> and, and it uh, is more powerful than normal lightning, and therefore it hurts Luffy. I'd be like, fine, sure, whatever. No, um, no, it's just regular lightning. It's just very strong. But yeah. I mean, rubber is not going to be affected. And so, Enru's like, "Fuck, what is?" <laughs> he, it's funny because he says, "What is rubber?" Yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't. They don't have trees up there. They don't right. have real. Well, they have trees from Vars, yes, but from from upper right. yard. But they don't. They wouldn't know how to make rubber, probably. Right. There's no way they would know what this was. And so he's like. Whatever this rubber is. Which anyway, is funny because he starts he's wearing, calling him rubber man. Which is funny because it looks like he's wearing a swim cap, but he is. Enru is, yeah. He I think, has some I think that's brought cap. up in the, in the it SPS. Is, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oda said something about, like, well, I guess it's a swim cap. Well, no, I guess it can't be a swim cap. Because he doesn't because, know what rubber is. Yeah. yeah. So it can't be. Well, uh, it, it, it is on. rubber, but he just doesn't know what that is. Maybe someone on Vilpa made it or something. But so, so Enru is like, whatever. I can't. He, he does sort of get an ego hit from this, but he's like, um, well, um, I guess I'll just like fight you with other means. So he has yeah. like other ways to hurt him, which is like, he can like channel, and... he has like a spear. He can channel lightning into gold to make it hot. Right. And so. And particularly he, he incapacitates he can, Luffy. Incapacitates Luffy in an interesting way. He, he basically melts his hand with a big ball of gold. Yeah, he melts some gold. And like puts it on Luffy and this this takes Luffy out for a while. Yes. He, a he long gets knocked, time. Pretty much like the rest kn- of the arc honestly. <laughs> yeah pretty but much until I, like he comes back and beats him. I like that he gets knocked out in this way though. Yes. It feels more organic than like oh Luffy got randomly knocked out for like 15 chapters. Right. And so Luffy gets like knocked off and, and this giant ball of gold. Gold that like takes him very all the heavy. way down through <laughs> something called the giant jack which is a big beanstalk. Hmm. Giant jack. Um, and it reaches up through some of the Sky Islands. And so the arc takes off. Um, but at this point, Sanji and Usopp have, like, woken up. They're they're okay now. They're better. Somewhat. They're, they got better. Um, yeah. <laughs> for a bit. And they, they, they managed to get onto the arc to, like, save Nami. Because, of course, Sanji has, like, a funny moment where he's like, I have to save Nami. And it's he's like, like, I'm, he's I'm like, willing to sacrifice your life for yourself. Usopp's like, what the fuck are we've you heard, We've heard that joke a billion <laughs> times. So funny. It's always funny. <laughs> and so, and any movie, any like TV show that uses that joke, I'll always laugh. You know what? Honestly, any excuse to bring Usopp back, no matter how bullshit, I'm fine with it. It's like, Usopp's back. This is fine. This is yeah. great. And so they also, quote unquote, fight Enru a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Sanji uses, Usopp basically like, causes a distraction yeah, and Asanji messes with the says. engines and, and we have a great Usopp moment of his Usopp voodoo where he's just like <laughs> imagine like getting a paper cut between your well, fingers it's a pretty smart ah. idea because he found out what mantra is and mantra makes you very perceptive so he's like well what right. if I can what if he can see things so clearly that he can like see the pain I'm imagining <laughs> right that's what I what's what I assume that he's trying to do I think you may be giving Oda a little bit too much credit there I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I, we saw, I think this is the first time maybe that he's done this, but he does it a few times after this too. 
right. um the usap voodoo like, technique imagine a nail getting between your fingernails yeah just, um yeah uh i just so, did it to myself thinking uh, about like uh <laughs> Thinking about like the paper fingernails. between your fingers. Yeah, fingernails oh, on like a blackboard. Just oh, thinking of, oh, and it uh, only affects Nami, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> and Rue's like, like ah, stop. And Rue doesn't even yeah, he doesn't really react respond. At all. And so they do eventually get off. I mean, they get off of the arc, and and Rue finds out that Sanji fucked with the engines. And there's that moment we yeah, talked we about where he before. says, "Hey, I was looking for a light." Yeah. And Sanji just faints. And they they do get off, and he starts destroying Skypea in. Uh, in kind of truth. a fit of rage. Yeah, he basically starts using his like super lightning powers, which get ever more impressive. And I think this is around the time so Luffy starts climbing the giant jack again, starts running up it. I think Wiper is also running up it. And this is about the time where we get the flashback. <clears throat> One Piece loves its flashbacks. Okay, that so explain this, the whole thing. This flashback is pretty good. I like it, it is quite good, a though. bit. Um, I think it's just long enough. Yes, it's about the perfect length. See, I think Nami's is a little short. Um, I mean, well, I guess it's not short. I think I think it's like the perfect length for what that was. But this is like the perfect length for the sort of a of longer yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Um, and so we learn more about Nolan. I think this is a great little story. First of all, we learned that Nolan was not a tiny little guy. He's jacked. And He's fucking I think huge. Nolan, there's no one else in One Piece that looks like this character. No, I, I would think say. That, yeah. Um, he looks like I would say he looks like a '30s cartoon character from like Mary Melody. He looks, looks like, like in Cuphead. Pop- Cuphead. He does. He looks a like little bit like Cuphead. a Cuphead character or like Popeye side character, like a rejected Blue Blue Now or something. <laughs> um, and we learn that there's this guy named Mont Blanc Nolan 400 years ago, who was traveling as a he's an explorer and a botanist for this place called the Live Neil Kingdom. L L V. I wrote this down. L-V-N-E-E-L. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that. I'm not sure. Kind of weird, like, no uh, uh, less vowels there. But, so, he's an explorer. And we see he finds Jaya. He finds Jaya before the one part gets taken up into Skypea. And he comes across the Shandians. This is where we are confirmed that the Shandians are from the Blue Sea, and that anybody that is up there now who is Shandian was originally down here on Jaya. So Jaya is their home island. Shandora is the name of the city they were they were part of. And right. they're sort of a mix of, like, I would say, like, Mesoamerican, um, Central American, uh, like, Mexican area, pre-European conquest peoples, and Native Americans, right. which seems to be the aesthetic that Oda's drawing from here. Um, and so... Nolan and his crew hear a bell. They hear something that they've been on the seas for a while and they get drawn to this, to the island of Jaya. And this basically saves them from like basically starving on the high seas. And so, but they come, they sort of come into conflict with the, with the people here at the Shandians. The Shandians are sort of, they have a couple. So here, the, the, <laughs> the, the greatest debate in the history of this forum, you know, locked after how many, 8, 000, many posts. 8,000 posts. Uh, is is the, like the backstory problematic? I don't. I would say no because I mean, okay. I, I don't want to speak for people that do think it's pro. I, I think I think it's pretty. I think sort of since the focus is like on Calgary and Nolan's friendship mostly, it's sort of. 
it, it doesn't delve deep enough, I think, into sort of the, like, we but are better than you thing. It's just sort of like, I don't like this human sacrifice thing, which I'm like, yeah. I mean, to be I fair, can, human sacrifice is like, very bad. I can get behind that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he, he does sort of say things like, this is barbaric ritual or whatever. Right. I was like... We are spreading the light of science. You know, science is... He talks about science a little bit, but but since Nolan isn't... Progress, progress. Isn't a conquerer, I... Yeah, this isn't, like, a colonization story. No. Nolan... They're, they're, they're kind of fine with just living and let living if... It, which is sort of idealistic, but I it does get a little bit more later where they are actually oppressed by the Skypeans, which I think is a little bit more of a realistic take than Nolan being like, Nolan really was just a nice guy who wanted to help them. So they're suffering, the Shandians are suffering from this disease. Nolan is like a botanist. So he finds out, he, he basically finds a way to cure them through botany. And there's this warrior Calgara who is Wiper's um, ancestor. Pretty cool design, this guy. Yeah, there's a good And um, it, it, it feels like, unique in a weird way like it, it sort of does look like i guess a little stereotypical i guess i would say but like for some reason it didn't really bother me for some reason but i don't know i'm just <laughs> saying i the feeling i got was not overwhelmingly like ooh, oda ooh, you know like sure Ooh, sorry i retweeted him didn't know about that <laughs> like what was that one tweet oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like ooh, shit like i mean i mean i think oda's drawing from Maybe a couple stereotypical views, right? But, we're, we're, whatever. I mean, it, it's like a kind of like double filtered thing where it's like the a Japanese kind of take on a on a on sort of a a story that would be like you know from more like of a Western point of view normally, and so like yeah, things are it, kind of there might be like as we said like problematic roots, but it's kind of like filtered through in like the a. End, Shandians are sort of redeemed they say like there's a cool scene later where it's like Shandora will not be destroyed and and Enru actually was not able to destroy the ruins which is pretty cool so like you know they talk about the strength of the ground and the strength of the Shandians I think I think ultimately the Shandians are sort of portrayed as like noble and and not in the sense of like oh the noble savage or anything like that but sort of like just on their own in their own right just like uh you know worthy people and so of course the great one piece thing of like, people don't trust Nolan for a while, but Calgara does. Calgara is finally swayed by Nolan saying like, you know, please let me try to help your people. Right. And for a while we see some great, I think what Oda's really good at is sort of these like, I mean, this happens a lot in manga, these sort of like montage friendship scenes. Oh yeah. Oda does we these love a, a good montage. Oda does these a lot. Where you see like, you know, they're fishing, they're walking through the forest, singing together, they're laughing together. Oda we're saying marry my daughter. Oda does a good laughing face. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very good laughing face. Which, which was like the impetus for this podcast, almost recent, almost weirdly enough. Yeah, kind of. Because we were like, I was like, you got to see this page of Gold Roger <laughs> laughing, and Walter's like, that's awesome. <laughs> this was a while back, but um, so yeah, they they eventually do have some. So so Nolan and his crew do help them, but they eventually have some sort of like, they have a bit of a tussle over. They find out that like Nolan and his crew had cut down these like ancestor trees that represented people that they wanted to, you know, the the souls of their ancestors were, um, you know, basically st- in their belief staying in these trees, and so like this was seen as a great like, you know, shunning of their culture, and so <clears throat> excuse me, like Nolan and his crew start getting shunned by the Shandians, and. 
eventually Nolan like finds out why this is and he's like, you know what, they're absolutely right. Like we should probably just go. And this is after he finds out about the like famous bell right. in the center of in the center of the Shandoran ruins, which actually this is another thing I didn't mention before. The Shandoran ruins have been there for a long time. Now they've been there for I think four hundred years before this, so like for a total of eight hundred years from the present day when oh that when seems like an hats. important number yeah so <laughs> and Robin also mentioned before when she she's looking for the poneglyph now these are these are special these were mentioned in um, Alabasta yes these are special tablets that record this the true history of the world and they're sort of scattered around I mean they're sort of like a MacGuffin a bit. And one of them is near this this famous bell of Shandor, and this is what and this is what Nolan and his crew heard when they were saved from from being on the high seas, or from you know like starving and being lost at sea. But yeah, Nolan is like, yeah, we should probably just go. You know, we've we've offended them, we've helped them, we're friends, but like, we should we should probably just go before they, you know, decide to take out their anger on us. Because I think rightly there, I mean, no, Nolan's a little like I think unrealistically, I guess noble about this sort of yeah it's just like oh like, okay they want he, us to go. he hasn't like explained their reasoning for cutting down the trees yet either right yeah and basically he they did it because the trees were spreading the disease that was killing people mm-hmm. yeah it was it basically was a disease that ate through trees and people and stuff and like like Calgara at first is like yeah like fuck you guys you guys should just go but then later he finds out and and this is sort of the like emotional i guess point of this arc where Nolan's leaving, but Calgary's like, no, wait, I know why you did what you did and stuff. You were just trying to help us. And he's like, we'll ring the bell for you. We'll ring the bell so that you, when you come back, you'll know we're, sl- we're still here. And here's where the, the fucked up shit happens. And this sort of feeds back into the Nolan fable. Right. That Nolan goes back to his kingdom. Oh, before I should, I should mention this too. Uh, gold is offered to Nolan, but he gives it back. Yes. Before they go. So that's why the gold was still on Chandor when it went up into uh, Skypiea. So he goes back to his kingdom, tells them about this like kingdom of gold. And of course the greedy king, unlike the just Nolan is like, show us where this place is. Well, by the time they get back, uh, the other half of Jaya, that's half of Jaya has been, has, has sheared off that part of the island. Interestingly enough, where Mont Blanc Cricket lives is like that little island that got that, or yeah. sorry, that little house that got like basically cut in half, and so he lives there with as like I guess his ancestors did, yeah. or while well, where Nolan might have been, and so yeah, that's what that's what happened to that's what happened to that half of Jaya like actually because we, I mean we did find out this happened, but we didn't really know like why Nolan went there. It was sort of presented as sort of this like idealistic sort of opportunistic thing where Nolan found this place. And he's like, I don't know. It seemed cool. Like it didn't, we didn't really get into like his relationship with the Shandians and stuff like that. And so <laughs> because they couldn't find this part of Jaya. And of course, because they, the, the um, when it got knocked up onto the giant Jack, the uh, bell got put on the very top, I believe around near where the top of the, of the beanstalk is. And so there was no way to ring the bell Anyway, so the Shandians were like, shit, we can't tell Nolan where we are anymore. Right. So they're like, oh, we never expected this to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is pretty crazy. Though it was, it was um, referenced before with all the earthquakes that they were having. I right, just realized right. that. There they were, were having a lot were... of earthquakes, which was probably just the knock stream <clears throat> before it actually destroyed the island. So that's what really happened in the past. And so the descendant... You know, Montblanc Cricket, we have we have Montblanc Cricket and we have Wiper 
basically. And, and like, they never meet, but you sort of get a little bit of, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it would have been stupid if like, yeah, they had, they contrived like some reasons. For like yeah. The, yeah. Descendants um, to meet each other. But, but there is a, yeah, there's like a similar dynamic. Dynamic isn't the right word. Cause that makes it sound like it's something between the two of them, but they're, they're analogs of course. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, um, Wipers, one of the chief of the Shandians tells Wiper that, like, Calgary's greatest regret was that he never got to ring a bell for Nolan, which is which is nice. Like, it's sort of a nice emotional, I guess, uh, through line for this. And so that's sort of Wiper's goal is to, like, ring the bell, actually. And so Enter was actually going for the bell because he's like, ooh, that'll be good for my, my arc, and it's also made of gold. <laughs> and so eventually, through a lot of shenanigans... And like Nami helping, Luffy gets to the top, gets to gets back up to the Ark Maxim. That's pretty much, and it, you know, that's like basically the, where he fights. There's Eneru. a little bit more fighting, and like you know, basically like Eneru goes like kind of like lightning Super Saiyan for a bit. Yeah, he uh, becomes kind of sort of like a. It looks sort of like more of a lightning. Yeah, there's like yeah, like that quick. that Kingdom Come <laughs> attack. Um, yeah, which is funny because when I was reading that. We were also reading uh, DC's Kingdom Come for DC Three Cast, so there was this weird overlap. <laughs> I was thinking he looks—he oh. looks there kind of like the JSA. Is it? Uh, what's the guy who like who gets like the lightning guy who gets like summoned by the kid? Oh yeah, um, um, is, is that it, Johnny Quick? There's Johnny Thunder, and then later Johnny I think Thunder. it's ja- Jakeem Thunder. I think is like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, That's the character. Yeah. He looks like a much buffer version of that for yeah. those like, yeah, he, couple of chapters. Yeah. And so I want to also mention, I forgot, that there's a baby snake they find in the past, 400 years ago. It they call it. To be... They call it Nola. Oh. It's like Nolan. So Calgaro calls it that. It turns out to be the snake that is now up there. Yes. It's now huge 400 years later. So that's nice. That's sort of a nice like thing that no one ever really finds out. But you, the sna- you the know snakes that keep the on snake- dying. Yeah. Well, no, the snake comes back. The snake celebrates with him later. Yeah. That (laughs) that snake sure knows how to party. (laughs) Yeah. They say something like that. They're like, that snake is having so much fun. And they're just like, okay. The party they have is just like, I love end of One Piece arc parties. They're very. Yeah, they really party. And so like, actually, um, sort of in like a, I guess, Chekhov's gun thing, Luffy beats Enru with the golden ball that got stuck to his hand. Right. He like beats the shit out of him with it. And rings the bell Interesting. and so there's a nice thing where the the monkey crew and and multiplying cricket hear the bell down there and they start like you see them like lift up yeah. their um <clears throat> excuse me they're um what are those called mugs <laughs> they're mugs in celebration of, of that so that's so so you know multiplying cricket knows that yes nolan found the city of gold it wasn't a lie so right. yeah that's that's basically eneru's thing and he was but wait but wait. We didn't find out exactly where Enru wanted to go. He right. does get knocked out, but later the, the arc is still moving. He looks up into the sky and says, I'm going to go to Endless Farts and looks at the moon. Yes. So <laughs> that the is. Moon. That's Endless Farts. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense. I mean, the moon. Yeah, assuming like assuming one land. piece's moon is like ours, there are no waters. It's just one big land. Um, <laughs> it's one big unit of land. <laughs> yeah. 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 
And so, as as alluded to earlier, like eventually, like one of these cover stories goes is into about it, his about, trip like, to the moon. He does still. He manages to still go to the moon. I forget exactly how. It's kind of weird. He meets. Wait, like, doesn't he just fl- at, at the end of this? Doesn't he just kind of fly he away? He just like can ship? breathe in space. Yeah, I think. Wait, so. Doesn't doesn't he like still fly the airship away? Mm-hmm. He just doesn't destroy Skypea. He destroys some of it. I mean, I mean, like right. Angel uh, Island the, was destroyed. Angel like, Island's destroyed. Everyone, so they, absolutely, so, everyone was evacuated. So no so, so every. <laughs> Everybody, like, learns to live in harmony as... Yeah, I mean, like, it's sort of an idealistic end, but I mean, this is, like... And then, you know... And then we get the new... It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The crew gets the new eternal pose. Um... And we... Okay, here's what I wanted to mention in my theory. So, (laughs) please listen to my important theory. Please clap. Uh, So, Robin is excited to read the Ponyglyph at the base of the bell. Right. And so we find out that there's two types of polyglyphs. There's one type that tells you where the other ones are. The other type tells you true history. And there's something called, this is a little hard to parse, but basically what Robin is saying is that there's something called the real polyglyph, which is just the collection of all of the things right. that the, the information polyglyphs say. Right. The real and polyglyph. So it hasn't been written yet. Right. The real polyglyph would be what. All, of them, All say. of them would say collectively. Now, the most important thing that I had forgotten, and then I was like, it's I like, wrote, the, ding, it's ding, like ding. the Q source in biblical scholarship. <laughs> we talked about biblical scholarship last time with the Blackbird quote That's about, right. about like what's wrong with his body. <laughs> so Robin, Robin sees this is very important. At the end, there's a there's writing in the same language as the Ponyglyphs. Now, as far as we know, Robin is the only person that can read this stuff. Oh, we don't but, know this yet. For, it for the seems like of, it seems like she can. So. We we need to go into like the theorizing of like okay we're going to find out when we get to any slobby right that it's only people from her island. Yes, from uh, O'Hara. Who know how to yeah, read the, the island of scholars. But, um, so she sees there's like a postscript at the end of this information tablet or on the other side. It's a little hard to see, and it says like I Gold Roger was have here. have delivered this to its destination. Right, and so. Gold Roger could read the Ponyglyph and was here like 20 years ago, according to Ganfor. Gold Roger came here. Now, my my theory is that like, so it seems like Gold Roger was like collecting the Ponyglyph information. Did Gold Roger complete the real Ponyglyph? So... I, th- I wonder if he did because... I kind of think he did because... Yeah, because that would tell you where the One Piece is. He must have done. There's something... This... this point comes up again in Saba Odi. Okay, yeah. I just you're right. I I know I sort of remember that. It's just that like I I literally can't remember some of the details of this opponent's left stuff. There's just so yeah. much information. It, um and it I mean like it's very heavily I well so like we still I mean we don't know like one what one piece is but like there's this mystery of what happened 800 years ago. Right. The There's the missing sent the void the missing, century. The void it. century. Yeah. Where, and, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. Well, it's just it's heavily implied that like Gold Roger, right, figured it's it some, out. He knows. Gold Roger found out the secret of the void century, and now there was something else I wanted to mention about Shandora. It said Shandora defended this poneglyph. 800 years ago during the void century from enemies. That's all it says from enemies. Uh-huh. And it seems like something happened where maybe the original ancestors of Shandora, they got wiped out or something like the original sort of protectors of the Ponyglyph. 
because the Shandians now are the descendants of those people and they consider themselves the protectors of the bell and the Poneglyph. Mm-hmm. So yeah. something happened. So Shandora was one of these like true cities that like w- knew something about the true history. I think is, is like probably the, the clearest way I could, I can put it. Um, so that's interesting. And Robin is like, this isn't, it still isn't what I'm looking for because the Poneglyph there talks about another weapon. It doesn't actually tell you about this. Right, She's looking right. for the Poneglyph that tells you the secret of the, of the void century where we don't know where that one is. Right. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, after this, after that, that's pretty huge lore stuff. Um, they have their celebration and they get to leave Skypea and they, they ring, just drop down. They drop down. Mm-hmm. Conus is like, here you go. You just, you just go off this, this, um, this cliff and they ring the bell for them as they go. It's a yeah. nice goodbye to yeah. Skypea. Yeah, and Ganfor becomes Kami again. Yeah. It's sort of it's a like, nice... I'm going to not be racist this time. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, Ganfor had sort of... He had... Yeah, I mean, he had sort of inherited a lot of shit when he became Kami. And he was he was sort of trying to barter with the Skypeans. I'm not saying he couldn't... I'm just saying in the kind of story, I'm not trying to... Do, God damn it, it's for like 14-year-olds. <laughs> how, how, how do you heal a, a country founded on racism? Yeah. I, I Ganfor Kami. Oh, wait, no. I, <laughs> I Viper. Kami. Does Viper have a last name? <laughs> Wiper One Piece. Wiper One Piece. I, Wiper One Piece, now believe that the crimes of this cruel land can only be atoned for by blood. I mean, that's basically what Wiper Whatever John believes. Brown's uh, final letter said. Well, this is not that intense or real. Um, um, I, I think they did about as good. I think it's about as. For, for, yeah, as you said. About as good like, as, like, a kid's thing can do about, like, here's some Native peoples and here's how we can sort of... I mean, because their doubts weren't completely misplaced. I mean, no, they, no. When they were they, knocked up into the sky... Like the sky people were just kind of They were like, them. hey, look at all this. This is where the, this is where right. the commie of Skypea should reside. Goodbye, Skypeans. Or, so or what you're saying Canyon. is there should be a two-state solution. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> Please don't put those words in <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, but before before we go, I think we need to talk about the two co- the cover story that cover ended. stories. We had one cover story end <laughs> so, and one beginning. Did we, we had one begin through it. I'm not I think sure. We finished it. No, we didn't finish, we didn't finish the it. second one. Okay. No. Um, so we finished up uh, Danny DeVito's uh, story. Wapple. Uh, Wapple. Um, Wapple becomes. This is basically like one of the becomes weirdest... a big money hustler, like the uh, insane clown posse uh, movie. Um, There's a movie. I, th- I think it's a movie where they like play cowboys who are also like insane clown posse. What? Okay. Big money I, rustlers. Big money. <laughs> okay. I, this sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds like something I might've read about on something awful in like 2003, but um, so yeah. We, we Waffle, mentioned his, his like his, toy empire, like his toy empire it, took off. It started like kind of right where we stopped last time. Yes. And so Wapple becomes rich through uh, toy manufacturing and this is sort of like unprecedented for him. I mean, he probably didn't expect this to happen. He probably expected to die in destitution. And after leaving um, Kuro Marimo to the elements on Drum Island, which I'm like, which like we read the wiki and it was like, this is the last known appearance of Kuro Marimo just wandering around the island. And so Wapple has no like, Wapple has no friends or allies left at all. But like we said, he becomes rich. He, he gets a super hot wife. He marries Miss Universe. That's Miss one Universe. Of, he marries someone called Miss Universe. Whatever that means. So there must be some like model competition in One Piece. This seems yeah. to imply. 
and, and uh, <laughs> the president watches them through like the uh, through the keyhole, you know, what? while they're dressing. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just like in that Fall Out Boy song. Oh God. <laughs> I was thinking of our actual president. Oh my God, freaking, please stop. Freaking Donald Trump. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> and so the Waffle story ends with like Waffle getting everything he could have possibly wanted and more, which I'm not sure which, he deserves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he suffers nothing. It's a very like Coen brothers are like always sunny where like, like he gets like a it's minor setback, but he comes, than... he comes back better than ever before. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. I mean, because Wobble was fairly goofy. Yeah. I mean, he was bad, but like, yeah. he was goofy. And, and in true yeah. One Piece fashion, this gets followed up later. Like, you see Wobble later. He and... becomes a world power. You know? Yeah, he becomes, he becomes, like... he becomes basically like, um, like the Toys R Us Amazon. Yeah. Um, no, more like Toys R Us. Yeah. Um, and so he rules on the basis of like his, his, his Super amount of money, like CEO. Yeah. So, we also started in another Well, that story. is more plot relevant. It's way more plot relevant. It's Ace's search for Blackbeard. Now, we know Ace, Luffy's brother, was searching for Blackbeard because he killed a crew member on Whitebeard's crew, and they were both Whitebeard crew members. And, like, there's, there's a couple things. Like, he sort of, he starts looking, and, like, he finds, like, the wrong person. He sort of gets, like, thrown out of a city because he's causing a ruckus. And then eventually he... By the end of what we read, he, like, infiltrates a Navy command and then, like, steals secret papers on Blackbeard. Right. Why would the Navy have secret papers? Why- that's what I was thinking. I was like, secret- top secret papers on Blackbeard? Why would that even exist? And why would if- Was Blackbeard an experiment by the Navy? Oh, if Blackbeard, dang. If, if, Blackbeard, <laughs> if Blackbeard was, like, you know, part of the crew, part of Whitebeard's crew, why I, this does is he- like, Now that I just thought about- that info? I can't remember, honestly. I'm taking so many Well, no, notes, yeah. So... I, I'm, like, doing, like, rhetorical. Yeah, was, I know. What if he was made by a certain high-ranking oh scientist in... Dr. Vegapunk. <gasps> <gasps> oh, my God, Zach! <laughs> that might be... be Wait a minute, wild. because... Because of what we know... Thinking about... About his all, weird body. It always, and we comes still... up to, it always comes back to Dr. Vegapunk. By the way, we don't know who he is, or we have never seen him in the manga, still. Um, 20 years later. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna keep that in back of my mind. This... <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say anymore, but now I'm... Now I have, like, tinfoil hat theory that Blackbeard <laughs> was, a Was, like, a, a experiment by the name By Dr. Vegapunk that somehow got, like, into Navy's <laughs> secret, like, top secret, um, data banks or something. I don't know. So, yeah, we're, we're tracking... We're now tracking Ace's search for Blackbeard, and we that's where Ace we ended. And his um, Nazi, uh, flag. Okay, well, he, we, we love Ace and him not wearing a shirt ever, I guess. He doesn't know what they are. And, and, his, no. and his misspelled name tattoo Ace, on his he arm. has like A-S-C-E or something, and S is crossed out. I don't know why. On his, he has a tattoo on his arm. Oh, that's pretty funny. It's like they screwed up when putting the tattoo Well, on I think him. I know yeah. why the S is crossed out. Ooh. Was, well, I won't say it. it. It's like, I think, I mean, I read it somewhere. I didn't come up with it, but like. It's kind of dumb. It doesn't really matter. Ace can't read. <laughs> that could be. Um, I, Ace well, no, Ace can can't read. read. Absolutely. I guess not. he can read, but well, he was reading the task. Oh yeah. He was looking at pictures of Blackbeard. Can Can Luffy read? Has um, that been established either way? He must be able to read numbers because he can see the bounties. Right, but numbers is very different. Um. God, that would be an amazing like last 
last minute like reveal like in like the last page. Nami, can you read the story? To reveal that <laughs> Luffy can't read. I think he's probably shown reading something somewhere. That would be amazing. <laughs> If he managed to keep it secret for that long. God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I uh, talked so long in this. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about Skypiea? I think you said everything that needs to be said. God, I'm sorry I made you sit through all that shit. No, God. no, no. Um, I just wanted to get that all out. I needed I needed somewhere to put these fucking notes I took. Um, and now they'll no, live I, forever. Yes, yes. And the magic of the internet. Yeah. And I don't. I really don't think I left anything important out. <laughs> I'm Somehow. Um, because we mentioned Gadatsu at least. Yeah. We mentioned Gadatsu. That's good. We got to Gadatsu. Yeah. The only good um only good vassal. Alright, so what are we reading next time? Next time. So next time we're going to be reading the previously alluded to Long Ring Long Land uh arc with Ooh. everyone's favorite uh One Piece villain, Foxy. Foxy. Um he looks like Count Chocula. He um, really does. Um, He's just he basically Count just is, yeah. Did Jeff Johns write this arc or something? The um, Fox arc is good. Fuck the haters. <laughs> um, we're going to be starting the Water Seven arc. We'll be ending with uh, chapter three hundred and thirty-three, three three three. Uh, Halfway to six six six. That's true. <laughs> that's exactly why I picked it. Yeah. Uh, no, this is the, the, the kind of like you know we picked a pretty like you know. The appearance of an era. This is a pretty important chapter, but I don't want to. In case people are like trying to kind of keep up and not go too far ahead, I'll. I'll right. Th- this is a big chapter, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's probably the one of the most emotional moments. So I, I won't spoil what it is. Uh, so chapter okay. three hundred and thirty-three. Um, I, I think that's it. I think we've yeah. gotten. God, I I really am sorry. <laughs> I talked a fucking lot in this. So. That's okay. Um, you had a lot I, to say about the uh, cloud, the the lightning man in the I, kids manga. I have a lot to say about Skypiea, so yeah. Did you have anything else, Zach? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> well, in the meantime, you can of course find us on Twitter. I am at goodbye to a shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. Please talk to me about One Piece so I can have an outlet for all these <laughs> goddamn notes I took. <laughs> Other, otherwise she talks about it when we're like you know trying to sleep i'm like do you ever think about like how dr vegapunk might have experimented on blackbeard good night emily god, god damn it it's 2 30 a.m i'm only half joking um <laughs> it happens i wake up wait, in a cold sweat thinking like wait did we get Zach's... does doflamingo secretly have a d in his name <laughs> i don't know he has D-O that's what some people think Okay, sorry, oh, no, go he's, ahead, he's he's Do Flamingo D Don Quixote and D D. Yes. Oh man. I'm, okay. I'm at I'm at Walker Fox on Twitter. <laughs> Alright, I think we need to sign off before our brains get our, too our, big. This is just this is just showing how much our brains have melted during lockdown <laughs> yeah. and like all this time. This is a product of its time. To think about sure. one piece. So despite I'm... despite us just now mentioning the lockdown, this is very much like one of those things that like is time stamped forever. God damn it. I mean like your eyes are just like growing bigger and bigger as I keep talking about like, you know, Calgary and Nolan, so Anyway, Uh, Emily and I will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about September in Shonen Jump. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in one month for 
Foxy for Fox oh. for Foxy and a little bit of Water Seven. Yep. Night, everybody. Night.